In different ways, I have tasted of your power. Jesus, you are too good. You are a great God. In different ways, I have tasted of your power. Jesus, you are too good. Eh? You are a great God. Oh, your name, Oh, your name, In different ways, I have tasted of your power. Jesus, you are too good. Eh? You are a great God. In different ways, I have tasted of your power. Jesus, you are too good. You are a great God. In different ways, I have tasted of your power. Jesus, you are too good. Oh, you are a great God. Hallelujah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, dear friends, to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ekakunde. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus, and I bring you good tidings. You are welcome. It's Sunday, and it's Thanksgiving service. Before we dive into today's message, let's welcome Yahweh. Let's welcome the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the mighty man in battle. Father, we worship your holy name. We adore you. We welcome you, Yahweh. Take over me. Take over this service. Less of me, more of you. You should be speak when you you speak, and it should be heard, and not me, Lord. When you are done, take all the glory, Father. Bring everyone who is meant to be on this platform. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. How are you all doing? Thank Master Jesus for life. So I'm going to be here very brief. I'm feeling sleepy. I don't want to sleep on this. Yeah, while preaching, I had a hectic weekend. Friday, we had dinner from work with colleagues from 5.30 up to about 8. I even left them there. I don't know when they left, but I left there after 8 p.m. Right, I got home by 9 yesterday. Two sisters, um, they are not like, they are not siblings, right? As much as I found, there are three people, three Cameroonian sisters of mine who had, an, who had occasions yesterday. Two of them lost their parents, their fathers, back home. So they were both doing wakekeeping yesterday. And another one's daughter was wedding yesterday. So it was hectic. I had to go and visit this one, spend time with them, go to the wedding, then go to the last place where I left there at 6 a.m. this morning. Yeah. So I'm so sleepy. Right? So I'll just be here brief. I want you all to read the book of Mark 5. Verses 21 to 43, Mark 5. There are two lessons there to be learned in the book of Mark 5. I wish we could read, but like I said, I don't want to sleep while doing this. It's not funny. Uh, it's not funny at all. When you listen to the message, you'll be like, what happened? That's what happened last time. I had to delete it. I had to delete it immediately. So the message today is titled, obviously it's Thanksgiving service, and the subtitle is, be mindful of the people around you for your spiritual growth. Be mindful of the people around you for your spiritual growth. Who do you keep around?
who do you who do you keep around or who hang around you for your spiritual good? Who are the people you share things with when you are difficult you are in difficult situation? A part of your 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 man of God or woman of God that you contact, who else do you share your experience with? Probably you have an, an exciting dream or God reveals something to you or you are fasting and you sh- God showed you something and you are excited, you share with somebody. How do they receive it? What is their attitude towards you? Are they lukewarm or are these people who, who, has, who have so much faith? There are some people who have faith. There are some people who are so positive. There are some people who are there just to pass out negative energy. Who are the type of people who hang around you for your spiritual growth? And in life generally, for you to grow, for you to go to that next level, the people whom you hang around or who hang around you matters a lot. It's not different with our spiritual life, yes. Or if you have those friends who used to dodge from school, if you are not fortunate, you also go astray. You only think of how to dodge and go maybe out of school campus to go and eat somewhere, to go and hang out somewhere when it's these lessons that would give one excuse or that would dodge from school. Yeah. How many of those people really, really made good results or good grades? Very few of them. But if you're that one who attend class and you are steady, you pay attention, come on, you will pass. Even if they take you by a surprise, the teacher just come in and say, pack your books, bags, everything, put them to the side, bring a, 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 a sheet of paper and a, a pen, and they start giving you a test. You'll be confident because you've been attending classes and you've been studying. You know, even though it would have been, you would have performed probably much better if you had really prepared like you are going to write the test. But then, You'll not be wondering like some people who don't read, who always absent from classes, they dodge away from classes. Probably on that day, they'll not even be there to write that test, and then they'll carry over. Oh, yes. We've all been to school now, so we know those things. So who are the people you allow in your space, in your spiritual space, for your spiritual growth? If you read this book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 21 to 43, it's in that same Bible passage that you have the woman with the issue of blood. People were robbing Jesus. People were, you know, hanging around him. They want to see. They were following him because everywhere he goes, the Bible he goes. The Bible says, "Large crowd always follow him." So people were there following him. Oh, Jesus has come again. This miracle worker. Let's see who is going to deliver this time. Let's see which miracle he's going to perform. Is he going to turn bread into? Uh, is he going to to multiply? The, the, the amount of bread that will be given to him today, or is he going to raise somebody from the dead, or is he going to rebuke somebody? They're just hanging around him, following him, rubbing their body to his body, even pulling his, his, his robe. Hey, Jesus. And nothing happened to them. Why? Because they didn't have faith. They took it like, oh, let's just go around now. Yes. But the lady with the issue of blood said, if only I could just touch his robe. I just need to touch. This one, they are so close. She just need to touch. Like this little. She had faith. The ones who were hanging around Jesus, they were like, they, some of them were even sick. Because they didn't, they didn't believe or they didn't come for that purpose. They were just like, let's just go and see. Just a sign, hey, Jesus is in town. Nothing happened to them. Nothing happened to them. There are some people who have been in the church for years. They don't grow. You'll be explaining things to them. They'll be like, hmm, really? 
Yes. And you who just gave your life to Christ, you are on fire. They'll be like, hey, we know we've been in ministry for years. You've been. It's not how long. It's your relationship with God. Who are the people who hang around you or you hang around them? Are they the ones who want to share Bible studies when they read their, they study their Bible, they want to come and share what they learn, what God taught them, what they, yes. Or do you have those type of friends who when you say, I'm believing God for this, say, I beg, believe now until it happens. Oh, this one believed, nothing happened. Oh, this one, I know this, I know that. Yeah. Probably because they are jealous of you. Mm-hmm. No, because they don't want you to be better than them. Oh, there could be so many reasons why some people are there beside you, giving you this negative energy. They want to destroy you. You don't even know that that's their mission. I remember this particular instance where Apostle came here, I think 2019. And when she came, I received the gift of speaking in tongues. And the tongues I was speaking, just like, that's all. But you don't even know what that means in the spirit brain. But deliverance was taking place, restoration. At one point, I wanted to even give my daughter water. She was three then, right? Or so. They told me that she needed water. I think she was two plus. Yeah, three, three plus. So as I was going to get water, I just felt like a force was pushing me back. This is inside the hall. You know, like when heavy wind is blowing and it's, you know, it's pushing you. That's how I was feeling it. Until I went back to that spot where I was in front there. And I started, I was still speaking and crying, you know. And somebody I knew then who was in the ministry also, whom I even invited in the ministry. I'm the one who invited her. I started sharing apostles, this thing to her. Also came. Did not receive the gift. At, and when we're going, she was like, hey, then I'll give of tongue after the program first day, because it was day one that that happened. Is that how somebody speaking tongue? In a sarcastic manner. Is that how somebody speaking tongue? Hmm, there are tongues. No, you know some people, they wonder your tongue should be the way they know. Like, yeah, to them, that is it. Familiarity. We don't know God. God can decide to use somebody, give them this tongue, ta, 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 but you don't know what they are. So you don't know what that ta, ta, ta is doing in the spiritual realm. She said that to me. I was just like, mm, I just look at her, I didn't even answer. Her own daughter was then probably 11 or 10. Her mouth, she said she just, her mouth was just shivering a bit. You know, like when somebody had fever, not her tongue, her lips were just shivering. She said she just felt a little bit of shaking there, like it was just shivering a bit. Oh, come and see how this woman celebrated. <laughs> she was like, hey, my daughter told me that her mouth was shaking because she came there with three of her kids. She had four. I don't know if the other, the senior boy came. No, he was not there. Three of them came. She said, she told me, he told, uh, she told me that her lips were shaking. She was so happy. Oh, you're happy because it's your daughter. Just her lip and it was my tongue. And it was not like hiding even. Yes, throughout the program. Because it didn't happen to you. Now you want to discourage me for me not to receive. Let me say, hey, 
It's true. That's not a gift. And that's not how they speak in tongue. They, they have to be speaking like Maru. I have to speak probably Chinese or a foreign language. I should just start speaking. Before you will know that that is a gift of tongue. Yes. She knew what she was doing. That was to broke my morale. Let me like, oh, yeah, it's true. And then the gift would disappear. But I didn't mind her. I just shook my head. Somebody can start speaking like that from day one. Somebody else has the way they will speak. And even if it doesn't change, it's God who gave me. I didn't form it. So people like that, they will drain you if they hang around you. When they see something good is coming, they will block it with their negative attitude and their negative uh, uh, words. And we are human. At times you might sit there and you are thinking, maybe what Sister B said is true. No, but Sister A said it's not, there's confusion. And then the enemy will seize the advantage and start telling you some things. And probably he's even hiding in them and using them to be saying these things and nothing is working again for you. You see, your spiritual life is dying. For somebody's daughter, live to just shake. She celebrated. She's like, hey, my daughter said this. And you, who received the gift of tongue, not because it, just because it didn't sound the way she expected or for you to be speaking one foreign language that you did not speak. Ah, come on. You should know that this one, mm -mm, it's not somebody to hang around. Yes. There are people who are like that. If you have such people, you will not grow. This thing with the lady of the issue of blood happened when Jarius came to meet Jesus and he told him that his daughter was dying. He should go and lay hands. It was on their way. Now, when you read your Bible, the Bible says Jesus did not go with all of his disciples. He took who? Peter, James, and John. Probably, what, what do you think was wrong with the rest? Why did he not go with all 12 of them? Maybe those ones... They had little faith. That's why it's like, I don't want you to come here and give me this negative energy. I want people who believe. Oh, because even when they get to that, when they got to that house, they said the little girl, he made people, there was commotion, people were crying. Professional mourners were there already. Neighbors shouting, crying. And they said the little girl has died already. He said, no. Don't listen to them, Jaro. Listen to me. Like, put all your focus on me, Jesus. Not what you hear. Side comments. Stay away from side comments. Focus. He said, don't listen to them. Listen to me. And Jairus did that. They went in. Just the mother, the father, and the three disciples. Disciples plus Jesus. He took the little girl by hand. And this girl came back to life and he gave the parents instruction, give her something to eat. Oh, the news spread like wildfire. Yes, maybe if you have taken the other one, somebody like Judas was still there, remember? Of course, Umbre always grumbling, you would have been, ah, the child is dead now, let this child just die, leave the child. They said, eh, because that's what he did. When the lady was, you know, anointing Jesus with the, the, the oil, the perfume, what did she say? What did he say? 
that money they would have used it to sell it would have feed the poor mm-hmm so they would have been like why are we wasting time here the girl is dead go and bury and when you start speaking some of those things if the person doesn't have faith those things begin to manifest so you should be mindful of the people you keep around you for your own interest your spiritual growth your spiritual life Jesus did not go to all of them. He took just those three. He took just those three. Yes, there are some people that have been in church, like I've said before. They are not growing. They are not growing. Why? Because they have a lot of things in them, a lot of negative energy. There are some people who just come to church to criticize. Ah, what about man no see? There are people who are just there in the church to criticize. They don't want to take any responsibility to do. Uh, will you be the chairman of the, the committee? No. Will you be the, the, the secretary? No. And will you be the, I don't have time. But when somebody take off time to do it, you are the first to criticize. Ah, see that one is doing this. Oh, that one has absent from meeting. That one. But because you know you cannot deliver, that's why you lied. That Oh, you'll be working. Oh, you don't know your other, you close. But all the meetings you attend, and you come there just to destroy people, to criticize people. It's not right. It's not right. Those are what they spoil the community. So if you have people around you like that, that you see, you sense it. These people don't hide. You sense it. That is one, they are not good for my spiritual good. You have to run. This is a personal thing. It's not a group or a community thing. It's a personal thing. So we have to be mindful of the people who hang around us for spiritual growth. Okay? So I'll leave you here. The next time, hopefully tomorrow we'll see this topic again. So we can read the Bible passage and point out some other things for you people to see. So make those changes today. Don't say tomorrow. If you know the people you are hanging around are not helping you, cut off. Cut off. They're not helping you to grow spiritually cut off. When God called me, and sorry, when he showed me the dream on the 4th of August of 2020, when I was given a second chance, nobody told me. I ran away from people, from anything that has nothing to do with my growth in Christ Jesus. Oh, friends who will call me, or whom I will call, and will talk this. Oh, if it were in those days, like we went from this, what was it called, wake-keeping, one wake-keeping, then wedding to another one. This one, they probably been sleeping. Like now, I've not been preaching now. I'll be on my phone. We're adjusting. Did you see the way that one dressed? Oh, did you see this? Did you see that? Yeah. So I had to run. I said, because this one will not help me to grow. I had to run. I met my best friend yesterday. The one who was my best friend while I was in the way. I met her yesterday there. She came and greeted us where we're sitting. So yeah. we hugged. We took pictures. Yes. When we meet, I greet her very well. We talk. Oh, hi, is this? Hi, is that fine? And this, it ends there. No phone calls, nothing, no gist, no hanging around. No. But when they said, I already went for that way, keep it. She said, oh, she's so tired because she cooked for the wedding. It's nice. She will go there. And this, I said, okay. I left already. Come for the wedding. I'm going to the other one. I see your sister. Hi, the kids, everybody is fine. Okay. We'll take pictures. Okay, bye, bye, bye. Ends there. Yeah. You can't say you have repented and you still have the ones who were your friends in the world 
still hanging around with like so close. You know, it's for your own good. It's not like you are judging them for me. It's not that I'm judging anybody that I'm better than them. No, it's for my own good, for me to grow and for me to have a better relationship with Father because we are humans, right? We are human beings. At times, the spirit will be willing, but the, the body is so weak that you fall into temptation. So the Bible says, if this eye will cause you to sin, pluck it off. Oh, yes. So I had to run. That's what you all have to do. Evaluate yourself today and make those changes. Take the bold step and do some changes in your spiritual life. Okay? Until we meet again, I love you all. The love of God. Go out, spread love, share love. You are all blessed. Your week is blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.